Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome to episode 412 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight we're going to talk about the lackluster box office weekend, as it is Super Bowl weekend, and no one is going to the theater. It's interesting to me. I would understand if... You know, if Friday, or rather, rather, if Sunday would be a, a relatively dead day at at the theaters, but the fact that we're seeing this extended out even to to the Friday numbers and likely to some of the Saturday numbers once we actually get those in is it's just again a bit interesting to me. But it is a very lackluster weekend, which sees a film that came out over 25 years ago getting into the top three of the weekend. In fact, according to the Friday numbers, it was the number one movie. Now, that is uh, without all of the numbers, without all of the studios reporting. I imagine that uh, Magic Mike probably ended up coming in at number one for Friday. But according to the domestic chart, we only have the numbers for, um, again, for what is being reported. And I'm imagining that some of the studios are probably holding back on reporting their numbers because they realize these numbers are really, really low and it's going to maybe push people away from going to see it because people think low numbers, that means not good. Who knows what it might actually mean, but ultimately you're looking at Titanic getting in a 25-year-old film, getting in at the number two spot for the weekend. Um, And it's just kind of crazy to think about it. And it'll be interesting to see where these films fall. We'll also talk today a little bit about recent news about apparently there being this 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 movement or this recent report from the FBI, this FBI internal memo, which has called and has labeled uh, radical traditional Catholics as being uh, evil to a certain extent. Warning, rather, against radical traditionalist Catholic ideology, which uh, immediately made my ears perk up because as a as a traditional Catholic, again, whether one is radical or not, I think is in the eye of the beholder. But it immediately caught my attention that I was like, oh, the FBI is keeping tabs on me, eh? And it kind of reminded me of another story that we had gotten earlier, uh, rather, uh, you know, towards the end of last year, in August of 2022, when they tried to demonize the rosary. And so we'll talk about that as well. And also it is going to be a general open forum after these topics. And so please try to keep the open forum questions somewhat on topic. Uh, Again, if you try to throw some curveballs, I probably won't be able to answer them because I have nothing prepared. If it's something that is related to the topics, related to the box office, things like that, then obviously I am more than willing to open, you know, willing to answer those questions. But do try to stay on topic if you possibly can. Before getting further, please make sure you smash that like button, loud that fire button if you're watching over on Honesty and smash the rumble button as well. And let's go ahead and see who is hanging out tonight. We got Abomination. What's going on, Abomination? Hanging out over on Odyssey. Uh, Still no one hanging out over on Rumble, at least not in the live chat. Seven people watching. No one commenting. Uh, Of course, this is all because I imagine there are still these issues with the live chat box not working on mobile. And I know that a lot of people tend to watch these streams on mobile devices. So thank you again for watching. Please, again, smash like, light up fire button, and smash the rumble button as well. It does help out with the algorithms and share the video as well if you feel like you are getting something out of it. Let's go ahead and go to the very beginning, starting off with Master of Gaming who said hello. 
What's going on? Jilo, what's going on? Welcome back. We got Bruce hanging out in the chat. Orange Hair Views, who is a member and mod of the channel. He is the, the main mod of the channel at this point, as, as well as with uh, Laura, the modern major general of the channel. So, again, Orange Hat, thank you again for, for taking up those modding duties. Appreciate it very much, good sir. And thanks for letting everyone know what is what. And again, I do indeed take a while. I, I try to read as many comments as I possibly can. And so because of that, I do fall 20 to 30 minutes behind the comments themselves. But please do make sure you tag at Odin at the very beginning of your comments. At Odin, it lets me know that you're trying to get my attention. And uh, I will happily read those questions. Um, and then as everyone's entering in, I try to get as many people as I can. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington, what is going on? Thanks for being here, good sir. Gmonkey76, what's going on? J.S. Pena says, ahoy, ahoy to you. Uh, we got Rob D. in the chat. We got Father Luca. What's going on, Father Luca? Blessed feast uh, today, of course, still Saturday over here. Uh, blessed feast of the apparition of Our Lady of Lords. Uh, wonderful feast day. Really wish, again, we had a traditional community uh, here in the local area that we could have had a, uh, <laughs> a uh, traditional mass celebrated and offered. But unfortunately, uh, we have a diocesan mass, which is great on Sundays and maybe every other you know, random time when we're able to get them to give us an extra mass, we can get an extra mass in the extraordinary form. Obviously, that's an outdated expression now, but in the Latin mass, and unfortunately, there's nothing nearby, especially with a family for us to be able to uh, to get to in a reasonable way, in a reasonable fashion. And all I can do is hope and pray that there's a great group called, uh, you know, the, the actual uh, documentary that they made was Mass of the Ages, and they've gotten parts one and two out. And they're phenomenal, phenomenal documentaries, especially for anyone interested in Catholicism or within, you know, the reforms of Vatican II, especially episode two that deals with those. Um, and I really hope that they're able to get what they are planning to do, which is try to, I think in the next 10 years, they want to try to double the amount of, of masses that are available and would love to see that happen. Anyway, but Father Luca, thank you very much for being here, good sir. We got Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father, chaplain of the channel. J.S. Pena says, I'm interested in seeing strays. It looks dumb, but I'm interested. I haven't heard of it, actually. Have not heard of that until just now. Just another red shirt, hail to you. Thanks for being here. Sherry Allen says, hello, everyone. Received my DVD for Christmas giveaway. How are you and the family? Family, uh, we're doing fine. Uh, the wife feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, baby Thor is is doing okay. We went to the park earlier and... Uh, no one else was there, and it was wonderful. Uh, unfortunately, he was interested in the slides and the jungle gyms for maybe about 10 minutes or so, and then eventually just wanted to run around and found uh, the random one tennis ball that would have been left behind. Lord knows where it originally came from, a random Auburn football as well. Just crazy, crazy stuff. Over on Odyssey, we got Abomination saying, been doing my wizardly part in the non-existent campaign to remove people's rights. It's a good game, even if it does have some noticeable bugs. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seemed like they were trying to rush certain things out with the game because of the the interest, and I, I imagine also because of the general stuff surrounding it. Yeah, um, a fun story about that. I'll go ahead and just and, and go, go out and say it. So my wife and I did kind of an impulse buy because... We so first off, my wife, as I've mentioned before, if you follow the channel for adult for any length of time, you know that my wife is a is a is a is a mega Harry Potter fan, uh, diehard fan, loves the books with a passion, loves the you know the physical books, the audio books. She's she's okay with the movies, right? She likes the movies to a certain extent. She likes the earlier book, you know films a little bit more because they tend to be a little bit more. 
um, honorable to the to the book to the source material. Uh, she loves the Jim Dale version of the audiobook. Uh, very much is on the team Jim Dale uh, side of things, but huge huge fan of it. And so obviously she and many of her friends who are also hardcore Harry Potter fans, book fans, uh, when, you know, obviously news of the game was coming out, they were getting excited and now all of the gameplay is being shown and and all of the things that you can do is being talked about and there's all this buzz around it. And, um, you know, we have a Nintendo Switch and we also have a PS4 and the PS4 version won't be available until April. The Switch version won't be available until July. And so my wife and I, uh, because my wife, it was just, again, she's not a gamer at all. She just loves Harry Potter. And she was like, oh, well, my, why don't we just go ahead and buy a PS5? Kind of just, you know, jokingly, I said, well, why don't we look and see how, how we're doing? And if, if that's something that's feasible, if that's something that you really want, because obviously I, I want you to be happy and I want you to, <laughs> I want you to be able to, uh, to, to play this game and not have to, to wait and, because she has other friends that are either in the midst of playing it or are, are waiting for the versions that they have to be available. And so, yeah, we went, went ahead and uh, ordered. It's crazy, though, the, the world we live in today where because of the supply and demand and because of obviously a lot of the supply chain issues, it's just so hard to get when you like to buy it on on Best Buy, for instance. We had to, you know, when, when we click the add to cart button, we had to get in a, quote, digital line. And then it's only saved our spot in the cart for about nine minutes. And it was just kind of an insane process. Like I had never experienced that before. So it just, just kind of crazy. And then we were looking into the fact that there was an irregular edition of the game and then a deluxe edition of the game. And we were like, well, it's only $10 difference. So might as well get the deluxe, but then you can't get the physical deluxe edition almost, you know, anywhere um, that, that would get in with any sense of reasonable time, uh, compared to when the uh, actual system comes in. But yeah, we, we ended up getting a PS5 and that should be coming in Friday. And then we were also able to get the regular edition of the game. We should also be able to come in by Friday. And so, uh, <laughs> if you would like to donate to the channel, uh, to help offset those costs, I would appreciate it. Um, obviously it's going to be mostly for her because she is the, the, the you know, much bigger Harry Potter, Harry Potter fan than I am, but I'm definitely willing to, to get, give it a shot. I, I assume that we can do multiple profiles, like different games. And I know it's like a one player game, so. It's not like that you could do like multiplayer or anything um, as far as like on the single system. At least I don't think so. Um, but I definitely would be interested in playing it a little bit. Uh, whether or not I'll, I'll be streaming it, it's it's hard to say. I, I tend not to have a lot of extra time uh, to game in general. Uh, but I have seen obviously a lot of people when when Gary starts to game, when Gary starts to game and he starts to put out those streams, it's it kind of makes me think, oh, OK, <laughs> I do have, obviously, the the ability and the capacity to stream things, and maybe it'll be funny for some people to see just how how terrible I am at actual gaming. Um, but uh, but anyway, Abomination uh, also said it's a good game. Yeah, so yeah, obviously I expected some some gubs, uh, some some bugs. It says woot impulse buying boom pow 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 kablam explosions fireworks. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that, that that impulse buy uh ambrose Chamberpot, what's going on hail to you great wuda what's going on hail to you thank you very much for joining us once again in the chat um let us see rob d time to say hello odin i got domino's pizza wings and cheesy bread for dinner that is a delightful meal that is a wonderfully delightful meal i will say uh, i'm a big fan of the domino's pizza myself and they actually they they did they did they did me pretty well uh, the last couple of times because they took a lot longer. Like we had, 
much longer waits than than typical for you know even for dominoes like just an ex- an insanely long amount and what was interesting is that it must have fallen into some criteria for them because I got an email after the food had gotten delivered. It was still hot and everything. It just had taken a longer time. And we actually were able to get uh, enough for a free pizza, basically, enough points. And it happened to us like twice in a row. So it's like, oh, awesome. We got we get two free pizzas. But yeah, love me some Domino's. Love me some Domino's. Um, let's see here. Oh, K-Man. What's going on, K-Man? Thank you very much for stopping by. And thank you for that $20 donation via Streamlabs circumventing Mama Susan. Very much appreciate that. I'll go ahead and, and reset that so that way people can can see the the, the beautiful uh, gif of, of Willow looking all cute. But K-Man says here, Howdy to all, quickly passing through to show my support due to the absence from the community. Taking care of personal stuff. Hope Freya and Baby Thor are well. Shout out to the chosen members. Hail to you, K-Man. Absolutely, we've been missing you on those chosen streams. I hope that you can make... Uh, we do have a, a chosen stream planned for this Saturday. We got started a little bit earlier this time around. And so this Saturday, we're planning to have a, a stream probably going to be one to three. Um, so not going to be the the marathon that it had been in the past. You know, it used to be where the chosen streams was like four hours long. I just I can't stream that long anymore. And um, and also because of baby Thor's sleeping schedule and my wife not feeling well and, and you know, just all the craziness that happens around that time. Um, I'm probably gonna have to only be able to to be available for this stream to for to be like from one to three. Uh, there's a chance that it could be a little earlier, depending on how things go over the weekend. Um, so we could be doing twelve to three. So I'd be a it'll be a three full hour stream or a two full hour stream. And uh, so far, I've gotten a lot of people from the chosen who have said that they are going to be available. So very very happy, very very happy to hear that. Um, and uh, K man, we've been missing you, man. Thank you very much for that very generous donation via stream last man. I appreciate it. Uh, Lance Mala, what's going on? Says hello, sir. Watch any good wrestling related content lately? Uh, I've been watching a little bit of, you know, I still think the WWE is stupid. Uh, I just I gave up on them right around the time of the pandemic and just never went back. You know, I got into AEW and I've fallen behind on AEW quite a bit. Actually, I've been trying to keep up with as much as I possibly can. Um, but one of the only interesting things to me going on in the WWE is all the stuff with Bray Wyatt. I think that that is really cool. I just hope they don't mess it up. I mean, Bray Wyatt has been a a person that has always been just such a compelling character and, you know, Bray, Bray himself is just so good at playing that character and they've been doing this huge buildup with this Uncle Howdy character and there's a lot of rumors that it's it's supposed to be his brother, Bo Dallas, his real-life brother, Bo Dallas, and his return. Again, who knows what's going to happen. Right now, I just feel like they're honestly stretching it out just a little bit too long. And when I, I think about what they're doing, like with Roman Reigns, for instance, and everything else, the long-term booking is like it's it's too long-term. It's almost like they're, they're spending a little too much time uh, expanding it out just a little bit, you know? So, anyway. Uh, let's see. Odin's Catholic priest doppelganger says, I hear your son is now one of us who loves pineapple on pizza. Good. Okay. Well, for the record, again, the video evidence does show him eating pineapple on pizza. However, he is he is a toddler. He does not know any better. And uh, and he had a, a, a cup full of not just pineapple. It was like a mixture of pineapple and I think peach. Um, and then he just was like, oh, I'm going to pour this and mix these things together because that's what 
That's what kids do, right? That's what children do. So if you want to put yourself in the same position, and if you want to put yourself at the same level as a child, then you go right ahead, you pineapple on pizza lovers. You're no better than a toddler. Ha! See how quickly I turned that one around on you. Father Luca, the TLM radicals. Exactly. Exactly. We'll be getting into that story in just a second. Uh, Father Miller, who is a member, says here, while I'm a fan of Titanic, I will say, as I told the high schoolers, that Jack isn't waiting for Rose at the top of the staircase because they, <laughs> because they fornicated on the night, the night he died. And therefore, yep. And also, uh, to my knowledge, uh, did you know, I don't believe his character... Uh, was at all attached to the sacraments, which would mean he would not have made a sacramental confession. And obviously there is a chance that he had a complete and total amendment and total change of his his mind and a change of his life, full contrition of heart. It's possible, right? Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's always fun going down that going down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> Holocron Jedi, Jedi, what's going on? Welcome. Uh, Kimberly G says, howdy, Odin, mods in chat. Hail to you. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, yeah, TLM radicals with their Latin masses and rosaries are weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, and again, when as soon as I saw that story break over the past week, I immediately remembered the story about, about the rosaries. And um, and it's funny, too, because it happens to coincide with I reminded people on Friday Night Sites that, that I make rosaries. And so I've had like three or four people reach out saying, hey, could you send me a rosary? I'm like, absolutely. So that'll be uh, again. It's it's fun to it's fun to do that. It's fun just to one anyone who is a creative, like who makes things with 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 their hands or just anything really, uh, you know, any any type of just creative, uh, you know, craft, especially just understands, I think, a bit like where it's. When you make something, you just feel this sense of, okay, I've made this thing and it, it's going to benefit this person in this way. Um, and, and I just always feel that way whenever I send these rosaries out. And I love sending it. You know, I always get the people who are like, you know, please let me pay for shipping. Please do this. Please do that. It's like, hey, look, I can't stop anyone from donating. And and I'm never going to, you know, uh, you know, beg for donations at, at all because I want to be able to offer it as a, as a, you know, I guess ministry is the word for it, but a, a free ministry because that's what it should be. I think everyone who, anyone who wants a rosary, you know, whether you're Catholic or not, if, if it's something that you feel like you're being called to ask for, you know, go ahead and, and reach out to me and I'll, I'll do the very best that I can. Uh, Justin, the red shirt says, it's obviously all those rosaries you made. Clearly it's amazing how all of that tied together, right? It's amazing how all that tied together very, very quickly. Forever sci-fi. What's going on? Welcome back. JKD Buck says state persecuting Christians is nothing new. Yeah. And that's why this is something that is not just even Catholic, uh, Catholic specific because you, you, it's going to start here. And it's because if you actually understand anything, and this is the reason why it's so funny. And I guess we'll go ahead and dive into the story officially since, uh, you know, JKD, JKD Buck brought it up again. But what's amazing about this story, and for those that missed it, here's right here. FBI internal memo warns against radical traditionalist Catholic ideology. That's right. The FBI, right? The United States government, essentially, um, or government agency, intelligence agency, whatever it is you want to call it. Um, warning against Catholic ideology. Now, they'll try and say, well, we didn't say Catholic ideology. We said radical traditionalist ideology. But what I thought was was very rich here was it mentions, first off, it, it, it shortens it to RTC ideology. So I thought that that was pretty amazing. But the memo also added this, this, this stuff, and I thought this was interesting. It says, it adds that RTCs are typically categorized by the rejection of the Seneca Vatican Council as a valid church council, 
disdained for most of the popes elected since Vatican II, particularly Pope Francis and Pope John Paul II, and frequent adherence to anti-Semitic, anti-immigrant, anti-LGBTQ, and white supremacist ideology. It's interesting how they've put all of those things together as if somehow they're all interconnected. And also, I would love to see what their actual definition of, you know, like how, how they are defining or what what specific words or actions are they defining as being, you know, anti-Semitic or as being white supremacist? Like, how are they trying to come that, you know, get, how are they trying to basically say that, that Catholics are doing this is the interesting thing. It says radical traditionalist Catholics compose a small minority of overall Roman Catholic adherents and are separate and distinct from traditionalist Catholics who prefer the traditional Latin mass and pre-Vatican II teachings and traditions without the more extremist ideological beliefs and violent rhetoric. Ah, yes, the violent rhetoric. What's just so ins- insane about about this, though, is they try to add that that caveat at the end, right? They try and say, well, you know, there are the, they're not the same. They're not the same as traditionalist Catholics who just like the Latin Mass and and prefer pre-Vatican II. It's like, well, well, hold on, like you are ignoring so much nuance. You're you're ignoring so much nuance when it comes to. Um, what's going on here? Because here's the other thing, right? There are, this is a fact, right? When you look at the number of Catholics who actually, one, go to Mass, which is actually not very high, we've seen numbers plummet since Vatican II. So if that comment about Vatican II is somehow being critical of Vatican II, then sure. I mean, there's no no teaching that says we cannot be critical of a council or of the effects of a council, especially one that is a pastoral council, meaning they did not issue any dogmatic statements. They did not issue any official anathemas, right? Obviously there are things within the council themselves that are actually really good, that are consistent with tradition and this. So therefore we must give a consent of mind and will to, but to try to act as if it's a super Uber council, which is what many of the modernists today actually do is a whole other, uh, is a whole other thing. But again, it basically tries to say there's no in between, right? And also when it says, right, these people who are white supremacists and this or that, it's like, so are you just saying that there might be a couple of people? And I, and by that, I mean, actually, like, are there just a couple of people who are, you know, just racist and happen to have a connection to these things? And you're going to, try to categorize it this way and have an internal memo going around and saying, hey, yeah, you know, we should need, we need to follow you on social media. We need to be able to see, okay, wait, are you going to a Latin mass? Okay, we're going to put you in our little book and see if you're showing any other signs and symptoms of, of this radical traditionalist ideology. Because again, part of that has, again, anti-Semitic, anti-LGBTQ in the same sentence. Those, those are very different things. <laughs> those are very, very different things. Very, very different ideas, Right. And also, like, when it comes to the people that I know that deny the validity of Vatican II, it, it's not many. In fact, I don't know, I don't even think I know anyone in my personal life who who denies it as a valid church council, you know, other than non-Catholics, who, who of course, would, would not, you know, uh, see, it, see it as valid in the first place or care about it in the first place. But it just really, honestly, is interesting uh, that they are just so clearly showing this this bias. And I love how they do mention also the Southern Poverty Law Center because for those that don't know, yes, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which by the way, is in and of itself a racist organization and is evil, they actually have an official uh, page dedicated to this so-called radical ideology. It says radical traditional Catholicism. 
radical traditionalist Catholics who make up the largest single group. Oh man. Okay. So here's here's the other. So this is what the Southern Poverty Law Center, who make up the largest single group of serious anti Semites in America, subscribe to an ideology that is rejected by the Vatican and some 70 million mainstream American Catholics. Sounds really nice when they put it that way. Now, I would love for them to also put there that out of the 70 million mainstream American Catholics, okay, yeah, what percentage of them are actually going to Mass every single week? What percentage of them are actually adhering to and accepting all to which the Church teaches? Keep in mind that in the Catholic Church, when we say the Creed, the Nicene Creed, the the Niceno-Constantinopolitan Creed is the full name, we say, I believe in one holy Catholic apostolic, which means we are assenting to all of the teachings that have been definitively taught. How many of those 70 million are actually adhering to those teachings? Because then you have a whole other discussion. Then it opens it up quite a bit. But they want to put that 70 million out there because they want to try to make it seem like, again, I think it's one hilarious that if they think it's a group of Catholics and traditional Catholics that are the single largest group of anti-Semites, it's like, wait, are you kidding me? Again, Southern Poverty Law Center, everybody. It says, adherence of radical traditional Catholicism or integrism, whatever that is supposed to mean in their mind, routinely pillory Jews as the perpetual enemy of Christ and worse, reject the ecumenical efforts of the Vatican. First off, I didn't realize the Southern Poverty Law Center was Catholic. Why would they, in their definition, say, worse, rejecting ecumenical efforts of the Vatican? Sometimes even asserting that the recent popes have all been illegitimate. And again, there are sedevacantists that exist out there who believe that none of the popes that we've had, even prior to Vatican II, because really sedevacantism goes back way, way back, and that's something that I've just never adhered to. This has never made any sense to me whatsoever. But it's just interesting that, again, they're putting all of these things together. So basically, if you fit one of these things, then you're evil. And this has basically been the tactic of a lot of, and when I say leftist, I don't really mean what is the traditional understanding, like left versus right or Republican versus Democrat or conservative versus liberal, right? These are terms that really no longer apply. It's either, are you in the world And do you make sense of it with your own opinions, right? With your own points of view, or are you a part of what is typically described today as this leftist mindset of just complete and utter, I mean, for lack of better expression, insanity, which very much has, um, you know, fascistic understandings and underpinnings to it. These groups are incensed by the liberalizing reforms of 1962 to 65. Um, I, I, I would say uh, nay, nay to that, seeing that one of the largest of the reforms, see again, this is again from a group that clearly has no idea of what even they're talking about because the biggest change that happened wasn't implemented until 1970. And it was because between 65 and 70, there was a concilium a group of people of so-called experts, both Catholic and non-Catholic, let that sink in for a second, who basically decided, hey, let's take the mass that's been around for over a thousand years and let's just pull a bunch of stuff out, put some random stuff in, and boom, we got ourselves a new mass. I mean, again, I will at the very least admit that I am oversimplifying it, but that is essentially what happened. But yeah, please go ahead and continue to try to, to tell me what, what the Catholic faith is all about, Southern Poverty Law Center. 
which condemned hatred for the Jews and rejected the accusation that Jews are collectively responsible for deicide in the form of the crucifixion of Christ. Um, excuse me, Southern Poverty Law Center. Have you read the Bible? Have you read the Bible? Okay. Who, who put Christ to death, like in the actual more direct sense? Okay, yeah, the Romans, right? They were the ones who were in charge of, of the area. They were the ones that were carrying out the sentence. Who was the one that convicted Christ? And who were the ones that were calling for said death penalty on Christ? Uh, that's right. It was the Jews of the time. Again, at least a group of the Jews of the time, as there were many Jews who were his followers, the apostles, his disciples, who clearly were not. So again, another oversimplification here. Radical traditionalists are not the same as Catholics who call themselves traditionalists. Oh, interesting that the FBI, in their memo, is using the same exact language as the Southern Poverty Law Center. People who prefer the old Latin mass to the mass now typically said in the vernacular languages. And again, oversimplification. It's not just that the mass was in Latin and is now in English. It's an entirely new rite. And I know that, that that might be the exact specific term for it, but if you were to go to a traditional Latin Mass, as it's often called, and then to a Novus Ordo, you would say, okay, there might be some similarities, but one is clearly not the other. Although the radicals as well, like their liturgy in Latin, they also embrace extremely conservative social ideals with respect to women. Oh, no. And then I love they list the, the groups here, because, yeah, Catholic Family News... I didn't realize that they were a hate group, for one. Also, the other one that I recognized was The Remnant, which has been around for quite a long time, and once again, also, didn't realize that they were, were a hate group either. So again, they, they warned against this. Now, of course, since then, they have retracted the memo, saying it failed to meet the Bureau's standards. So I guess that's some good news, but sure, yeah. Like, I believe you, FBI, that you've just given up on all this together. And then in another article here from National Review, the FBI's slander of radical traditionalist Catholics says, we are glad to hear the FBI, the FBI has retracted its now notorious leaked memo on the threat of Catholics who worship at the traditional Latin Mass. The memo should have never been written. It's an embarrassment to law enforcement. It says, the Richmond office, the FBI prepared a memo on what is called radical traditionalist Catholics and the threat they pose as a potential recruiting ground for ethnically motivated right-wing extremism. Again, we're talking here about completely insane things and a demonization and this ultimately goes back to this article from august this is what i covered uh back in august how extremist gun culture is trying to co-opt the rosary what sac why sacramental beads suddenly showing up next to eight why are sacramental beads suddenly showing up to ar-15s online and i think i mentioned this at the time and i'll say it again now well maybe it's because they are both weapons one happens to be a physical weapon that does physical damage, while the other is a sacramental and spiritual weapon that does spiritual damage. <laughs> but, yes, this was an attack on the rosary. On this extremist fringe, rosary beads have been woven into a conspiratorial politics and absolutist gun culture. That's how they have to describe it. Basically, a bunch of people who pray the rosary who also happened to know very clearly church teaching on the fact that, guess what? We have a right to defend ourselves. Oh, what's one way to defend yourself? Oh, wait, that's right. You, you defend yourself through, 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 through arms, right? There's various ways to defend yourselves, and one of those ways happens to include guns. <sighs> but then again, 
and then goes after uh, 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 you know it goes after me here a little bit too because uh, as you all know I, I use this uh, from time to time as the Templar Odin uh, account says their social media pages are saturated with images of rosaries draped over firearms I'm not one of those persons warriors in prayer Deus Vault God wills it Crusader memes so again rosaries draped over firearms okay that's one thing I understand it though because to me when I see that I say oh that seems to be symbolic of them saying the rosary is a weapon because it is warriors in prayer with Dave's vault crusader memes you're trying to say that's on the same level and exhortations for men to rise up and become church militants here's the other thing too guess what you know you know what the church on earth has been called for for I don't even know how long the church militant this is not new this is not a new concept there are three parts of the communion of saints of the church. There's the church militant, which is us on earth. Why? Because we are literally fighting against evil on a daily basis, right? That is that is what it means to be human, is to struggle against the effects of sin in our world. Then there's also the church suffering, which are for those people who die in a state of grace, but because of the effects of the sin in their life are not able to reach perfection, and so therefore must purge themselves of the effects of their sin, purgatory, and then there's the church triumphant, which are those who are receiving the beatific vision of God in heaven. Church militant has been around for a long time as far as an actual concept, as far as an actual term. So yes, this is the kind of nonsense that has been spewed now for the past several, several months. And uh, obviously, as someone who is very open about their faith, who is very open about being a traditional Catholic, uh, I, I am offended. I am offended by this. But also, it's just again, shows how ridiculous it is because it shows how little they actually understand about the thing that they are actually going after. But anyway, said back into the chat, uh, see, Abomination had said this about uh, about the uh, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Abomination said, I saw it has four profile slots. Looks like a bazillion save slots on each. Other than the bugs, my big criticism is how they let you customize the voice and some characters have it Two, where the voice is modulated to change the pitch and it sounds so artificial. Ah, gotcha. I guess that's something that they could probably and possibly fix in a... Um, <laughs> I guess that's something that you can maybe fix in a patch, I guess. Uh, Gatorade, what's going on over on Odyssey as well? Let's see. Hanging out over on Rumble. What's going on? We got a bunch of people watching on Rumble now. Kinkane Rumshki, what's going on, good sir? Got to say, do you... Uh, do do you do redemptive suffering? If so, do you believe intermittent fasting counts? Uh, well, intermittent fasting is, again, intermittent fasting is something that, as an expression, when you say intermittent fasting, that's referring to the diet. That's that's referring to diet. Fasting is something that, again, has been around in Christianity from the, again, from one, in Christianity from the time of Christ, prior to Christianity, within Judaism, for much of the time within Judaism, fasting has been around, Right. And so, yeah, I mean, that's why during Lent, the three pillars of Lent are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And so that's why during Lent, we are called to fast. We are called to give up those things that are either uh, good for us, that we might enjoy, uh, you know, or rather maybe are neutral. Like, for instance, giving up sweets, for instance, right? That would be an example of something that we that we can fast from, that we can abstain from, um, you know. And again, I can get into the particulars about, you know, what is exactly required of us for fasting and what is exactly required of us from abstaining from meat. But the way traditional, ma the way that Lent used to always be was a time for us to deprive ourselves of the excesses of life, to be able to recognize our total reliance upon God 
and to also, therefore, through that, go through that type of redemptive suffering, um, I think is what you're trying to get at there. Now, when you go to certain extremes, to certain lengths that maybe may borderline on not being the most healthy thing, right? Obviously, when it comes to fasting itself, there's actually a lot of health benefits that have been shown for fasting. That shouldn't be the reason you do it as far as from a uh, faith-based perspective, but also too, uh, usually you need to have a good spiritual director who will be able to help you um, figure out whether or not you are pushing yourself to the point where it's actually not beneficial to you spiritually. Uh, let's see, Thrawn05, what's going on, says, uh, should we tell them there are so many different traditional Catholic groups to begin with? Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too, is, is like, do they even recognize the fact that when it comes to the Catholic Church, that you have Western Catholicism, you also have Eastern Catholicism, and within Eastern Catholicism, you have various different rites of Mass. You have various different rites and various traditions that exist. Within the Western uh, Church, you have not only right? The traditional Latin mass. You also have the Novus Ordo. You also have the Anglican Ordinariate. This was a group of Anglicans that broke away from the Anglican church to rejoin the Catholic church. They've remained and kept their liturgical practices. So yeah, these are, again, the nuances is forgotten on them, but they don't care about the nuance, right? All they care about is trying to, is trying to demonize this group of people because Again, even I am myself will, will say very clearly that the one thing they get right is when they say it's a small group of people. Because when we talk about, especially when it comes to Latin Mass, you're looking at maybe 2% of, of all Catholics, right? Now, I think it would be much more interesting to have an actual statistic of the number of practicing Catholics, meaning people who go to Mass every single Sunday and hold to the teachings of the church, like what the percentage is for Novus Ordo, New Order of the Mass versus traditional Latin Mass. That I think would be a little bit, that would be a much more, uh, let's just say that would be a more accurate statistic. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's again, they completely have lost any sense, not like they ever had it in the first place, any sense of nuance, any sense of, of just, of, of general understanding and of gener and obviously when it comes to these articles of any type of journalistic integrity when it comes to the Atlantic's article, um, the same also journalistic integrity that is lacking for groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is just an absolute joke. And then the FBI. I mean, even though the FBI has rescinded and, and, and has pulled back on that, if you're going to tell me that they are not still keeping an eye out on these things after all the things we've learned from the Twitter files, among so many other things... Yeah, I got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> but anyway, thank you all very much for hanging out over on Rumble. All right, back over to YouTube. Uh, let's see here. Uh, just another red shirt. Thank you again. Yeah, absolutely. Smash the like button, please. Definitely helps out a lot. Gmonkey76, what's going on? Mike Jackson, uh, father passed away yesterday. I am so sorry to hear that. Mike, uh, we'll definitely be praying for him. Uh, may, may perpetual light shine upon him. Uh, Orange Chat, thank you again, man. Master of Gaming says, I thought 80 for Brady would have done better because of Super Bowl Sunday. Um, well, you you mentioned that, and yet, and yet, guess what? 80 for Brady actually is doing pretty well. In fact, 80 for Brady on Friday beat Avatar the Way of Water. Obviously, that's been out for much longer, right? But also it beat out Knock at the Cabin and many other films. Uh, the only two films that beat it are Titanic's re-release, and again, they don't have the number on at least the the numbers.com. Let me see. I hate using Box Office Mojo uh, because ever since they got bought by IMDb, it's just it's just never been the same. It's just never been the same. So let's see. Yeah, even they don't have the 
yeah, so Magic Mike's numbers are not being uh, reported, it looks like. So, must be a decision that they've that they've made to hold off on that. Um, but yeah, it actually is going to be look. It's looking to be the number three film this weekend. So it probably will. It it will continue to edge out Avatar: Way of Water, or at least there's a chance. So Avatar: Way of Water could get back into the top three, but it also has a chance of not being able to make it. Uh, let's see. Father Lucas says, "Did you get a permit for all those rosaries?" Uh, I mean, it certainly seems like that is the direction they're going for. By the way, uh, Brightburn, I saw your super chat. I'm sorry. It, I know it's been a while <laughs> since you did it. Uh, once I get to it in the chat, though, I will highlight it and will absolutely uh, be sending uh, sending the love that you so uh, greatly deserve as well. All right, but let me catch up with the chat, and then we'll, we'll we'll jump into the box office stuff too. But obviously, I know there was probably a lot of people to say different things. Let's see. Father says, "I celebrated Mass for Our Lady of Lords this morning." Uh, well, thank you very much, Father, for that. But what, what I meant by that was again within the Usus Antiquior, uh, because there there is a very much uh, difference. Um, and and Father, I, I I definitely am willing and able, and more so willing, to buy you the the traditional uh, books. For you to be able to to learn to celebrate, obviously that's not my call. Obviously, I know that it's it's much it's beyond just getting the books and learning it. Um, but obviously, I would love for, especially since you know you are such a big part of this community, I would love for at the meetups, for instance, uh, for us to be able to to have a, a new I call it the Usus Antiquor. It's a traditional Latin mass uh, together. I, I think that would be amazing. I think it'd be beautiful. A low mass, especially. Ah, just love it. Uh, let's see, Laura, there she is, the modern major general. What's going on? Bruce says, I've got to rewatch Planned for Tomorrow, The Song of Bernadette. Love this movie. Hey, perfect film to watch. Absolutely. Great movie, too. Back in the day when, when Hollywood actually <laughs> didn't show complete and utter clear hatred <laughs> of, of the Catholic faith <laughs> or of Christianity in general. Brightburn, who had said here, hello, I can't stay. I just wanted to wish everyone a happy Super Bowl Sunday. You know, if anyone cares about that. Exactly, right? You know, obviously, <laughs> some people care. Some people don't care. It happens. All right. Let's see. Hunky, chunky, funky, monkey. What's going on? Forever Sci-Fi says, I picked up the Street Fighter Steelbook. It's a bad movie that's fun to watch, but the Steelbook looks great. Nice. Uh, who released that one? Uh was was that a Lionsgate release by chance? Because Lionsgate does fin does phenomenal releases as far as their physical um, structure is concerned. All right, there it is, Brightburn. Thank you again for the super chat for the five dollars super chat. Uh, Brightburn nine eighty five says this is off topic, but I kind of like the Hulk Hogan entrance music. I am a real American. It's real cheesy, uh, but f- uh, it's it's real cheesy, but I don't care. Oh no, it is fantastic. I, I mean, the guitar riffs are iconic. When it comes cracking down and it hurts inside. So good. So, so, so good. Um, so, yeah, Brightburn. I actually I actually think that's a very, that's a good take. That is a great, great take. Great shake. Great take. Um, Gatorade over on Odyssey. I, I see you leaving comments, man, but again, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, at Odin if you're trying to get my attention, but I did just see this. Christianity did a good job at, uh, in controlling people. Okay? I mean, you can look to almost any philosophy in life through that way, um, but there's a lot more to it than just that. Talk about oversimplification, good sir. 
But anyway, Brightburn, thank you very much for that super chat. I very much appreciate it. Super Mario Gamer says, hey, what is up, my dude? What's going on, Super? Brian Barth, hail to you. Thank you for being here. There she is, Lower the Mono Major General with the salute. JKD Buck says, if she authorized the purchase of a video game system, she's a keeper. <laughs> she did. Um, again, uh, she was the one kind of showing interest in it. It was one of those situations where we're sitting next to each other. Um, you know, little little guy was, you know, getting ready to go to bed. Like he was, you know, starting to wind down. And I could tell that she was, you know, talking with her friends about it. And I had asked her, I was like, hey, you you are, you know, I just want to say, are you, are you genuinely interested in, in this? Um, because I had just found out that it would be available on the PS4 earlier than on the Switch. Because originally I, I knew that I was likely going to buy it for her on Switch, but that's not until July. And then I found out, oh, it's actually going to be on PS4 too. And so she kind of indicated, yeah, but she was like, you know, very much, I don't want to really wait. And again, we, we both have ADD. So both of us have that kind of, you know, uh, spur of the moment mindset, right? That, that impulsive mindset, which is very common with ADD. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, yeah. And ultimately too, there are a lot of better benefits because for one, it is backwards compatible with the PS4 games that I do have. Not that I'm much of a gamer anyway, but that's good to know. So I probably will end up just selling my PS4 and I'll probably sell it at a pretty reasonable rate. Um, because again, I'm, I'm not really one for, <laughs> I'm not really in it for the, believe me, if I was in it for all the money in the world, I, I would be selling rosaries and everything like that. But it's like, nope, I've literally sent rosaries to, uh, at this point, I think the furthest away is either New Zealand or Australia. I don't know which one technically is furthest away from me, but I've shipped them out that way. Um, and again, I, I just, I love doing it. Uh, yeah, Gamer Frey, exactly. Uh, Just Another Retro says, Hogwarts Legacy is going to be available for the Switch. I can wait. Yeah, it will be. So um, there will be a version of it. Yeah, so it will be available in July, though. So you do have to wait until July. That's like, again, that's the thing. If you are able to wait, right, if the, the capacity to wait, if you don't want to see where things go, or if you don't want to have to wait to see things get spoiled. I mean, I think, again, the reason why I think that the Lady Freya is just so uh, passionate about it is the fact um, it is the fact that she wants to do this, the open world concept of it, right? I mean, and I think that that is ultimately the most powerful part about the game. I mean, I think that they could have done no story or at least very little story. And as long as they got the open world mechanics down, I mean, you got it. Lord, time to say, I'm not really interested in watching The Last of Us. Dystopian Burnout and the young actress is, I don't know what. She isn't unlikable, but I think she just can't act. Well, she, again, she 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 hasn't grown as an actress. I, I would say what you see in Game of Thrones is almost exactly what you see in this. It's a different character for sure. But yeah, she's not really showing a lot of range. She The bigger problem with it is not the actress herself. Like I, I don't want to go after her specifically. It's just that she doesn't really fit the character. And I'm not someone who was a diehard fan of the game, right? I, I watched gameplays of the original Last of Us. And, and I thought it was, it was a really cool concept. And the, the story was really cool to watch play. I think I watched PewDiePie's game. I think I watched all, either all of his gameplay of that or most of the gameplay. And I... Uh, but as soon as I saw this casting, I said, I don't know about this. And sure enough, she just doesn't fit the character. She, she just does not feel like Ellie. Let us see. Just on the red shirt still here. Let's see. Burst Angel, what's going on? Welcome. Again, K-Man, thank you for that $20 donation earlier, man. I very much appreciate that. Uh, ben Dowdy in the chats. Again, try to get new people as they pop in. 
Let's see. Thanos Felicidad says, almost missed you. I was playing Hogwarts Legacy. Very nice. Very nice. I was just mentioning how wife and I decided to <laughs> kind of impulse buy PS5 and the game because she really wants to play it. So, as I mentioned earlier, if you if you want to donate, check out the check out the top link and donate via Streamlabs, but obviously you don't have to. <laughs> I say it more as a joke. But obviously it's always appreciated. But we're fine. I do this for fun, as I as I always try to say, and I like to always try to give back as much as I can. That's why I have a stack of Blu-rays and Steelbooks that I'm still giving away. By the way, uh, if you are in the uh, Keep It The Bifrost level or above, and you are in the Discord giveaways channel because of that, um, again, that's Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members. Uh, pretty much everyone who entered everyone who entered into the most recent one won. Uh, I got most of y'all's response, so if you have not responded yet, check out that to see what's available, and then post your, um, your choice. So that way I can get those shipped out to y'all this week. Um, some of the ones that were claimed this week, just to give you an idea of the kinds of things that I try and give away, uh, Godfather Part 2 on 4K Steelbook, The Menu, one of my favorite films of last year, The Godfather, the original 4K Steelbook, and also another copy of The Menu as well was claimed, and then uh, They Live on 4K Steelbook, so yeah, I like to give away an eclectic Bunch. I also have things like Train to Busan on 4K, Banshees of Nishrin, Shawshank Redemption on 4K, Last Night in Soho on 4K, It's a Wonderful Life on 4K, Edge of Tomorrow on 4K, Tommy Boy on Blu-ray Steelbook, um, Bridge Over the River, River, River Kwai, and then also I still got a copy or two of Top Gun Maverick. So anyway, let us see. K-Man, again, thank you very much for being here. All right, Rob D says, how many televisions across the country do you think will die tomorrow night from football fans? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Uh, is is football fandom still as crazy as, as it once was? I mean, I, I really haven't been following football all that much. Like, I followed it peripherally through my fantasy league, which, by the way, I won this year. I had never played fantasy football before, but my little 10-year-old nephew really wanted to play because he loves sports, he, and he's a, he's a genius. He memorizes things. It's insane that what, what he can memorize. And he does really good with statistics, and especially sports statistics. And so he really wanted to play and uh, really wanted to learn how to play fantasy football. And so they, uh, you know, my my sister and and, and my brother-in-law like, set up an account for him. And then all of us agreed to, to play for him, right, to, to try to, you know you know, make it fun for, for him. And so we all actually had fun in the process of learning and, you know, doing really bad, really poorly. But I won. I won the league. And so we ended up doing a trophy for it too. And uh, my dad actually ended up getting one where it's, it's got, it's like got like a little plaque for the name of the champion of that year. And I was like, that's actually really fun. That's actually really cool. So yeah, let's see. Helen and Berger tag to say, can't stream that long anymore. You should do old man boomer voice on yourself. I can't handle the long interweb streams like the kids these days. I think it's less to do with stamina than it is with, I mean, it, does anyone honestly want, does anyone honestly want to listen to me for over an hour and a half? Like I, I just, for me, it's just a little too much. Let's see. Father says regarding the son eating pineapple and pizza, you have to remember as a youngster, he also doesn't have reason exactly. And that is why father Luca, I have not declared him excommunicado because I think I even mentioned this on the, on the last stream when this came up, he does not have, he is not at the age of reason. So therefore he does not know any better. All right, he does not know any better, and so therefore he is blameless in this. Kimberly G says, "Kimberly G says I am never growing up." Oh, okay. 
Well, you are of the age of reason, and so therefore I have only one thing to say to you, Kimberly G. You leave me no choice but to declare you excommunicado. You left me no choice. No choice. Hamilton Burger says, you need to teach your children to love all fruits, even those that choose to desecrate pizza. Oh, no, 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 trust me. We, we have nothing against the fruits. Nothing against the fruits whatsoever. Uh, he loves fruit cups. Fruit cups are like his favorite thing. I think he thinks it's it's somehow a uh, <laughs> it's somehow a a snack or, or not just a snack, but like basically the equivalent of what we as adults would look at as like chocolate. I think he thinks that in his mind because of how sweet fruit is. But no, he loves that stuff. So yeah, the, trust me, I will never ever dissuade him from eating pineapple. It's it's the combination of pineapple on pizza that is when you know, especially once the age of reason is reached. Let's see. Forever Sci-Fi says, I think the last thing I ever watched in wrestling was Andre the Giant fighting about seven dwarves. Oh, my goodness. Uh, John Evan Bear says, seen Titanic in theaters yesterday, and while I felt the length of the movie, I didn't feel like the film wasted my time because I care for the main characters, unlike Avatar 2. Well, I will definitely say, though Titanic is definitely imperfect, I think you probably could cut out all of the things with the older character. Nothing against that actress, right? Nothing against the people in those sequences, but that movie could have been cut down and been a lot shorter. Bruce said, I sold one of my cars and forgot to remove the rosary from it. I keep looking at the mirror of my new co- new car thinking it's there. Oh, no, wait, Bruce, is that the one I sent you? Hey, contact me, uh, DM me, remind me, and I will happily send you another one. <laughs> John Evan Bear says, I also watched it in theaters when I was eight years old. My mom seen it a bunch of times when it was first released. Yeah, as I said, I have no problem with uh, with uh, Titanic. I think, that the, I think Titanic is a very well-made movie. I just think... I think objectively it is too long just in that there are things in there that just don't need to be that, that really don't add to the story that you could easily take away and could easily, you know, make a much more succinct and much more compelling uh, story, to be honest. Where sci-fi says crazy world we live in. You can't be a traditional Catholic and want to hear the mass in Latin, but the church of Satan can open the abortion clinics as a way to practice child sacrifice. Exactly. It's the same people, right? I would actually, I would be very curious. Not that I don't really want to do a deep dive into the Southern Poverty Law Center, but do they have the Church of Satan on their list? I bet they don't. I bet they don't. But that's a great point for every sci-fi. Yeah, that gets supported. That gets funding, right? That 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 gets you know all of the all of the support. But you know, God forbid you happen to be a a person who is of the faith that has existed for over 2,000 years at this point. Goodness. Shorter version, non-woke, says Justin of the Red Shirt. Pretty much. Pretty much. Kimberly G says, I'm in Missouri, so go Chiefs. Uh, well, I work, we have a, a former, we have an alum who's on the Eagles. So I have no dog in the fight. Um, I have family up in Philadelphia, as I mentioned about my little nephew, uh, he obviously wants the, the Eagles to win. Uh, so I, I'm I'm supporting the Eagles only to that extent. Um, but ultimately, I, I just I don't want to support the Eagles really at all because I think that I think that they're <laughs> I don't really believe this, but I think that they would actually benefit if they got rid of their football team. If they if they put the city 
in timeout for about a year or two. Because Eagles fans are some of the craziest fans. Like, sports fans in general are crazy. But the old stadium, you know, this is something I was being told by uh, by the family that I have in Philadelphia. The old stadium, like, not only had, like, prison cells, like, but they had, like, their own processing. Like, the things that these fans will do, these so-called fans will do, is just honestly crazy. So I feel like it's like, okay, maybe you should probably, like, get shut down for a year and be like, okay, no, you need to be in timeout. You need to learn how to be a human being uh, before we give you your football back. <laughs> Again, I don't honestly think that's what should happen, but I think it would be hilarious if it did. Uh, just another red shirt says the SPLC lived long enough to become the villain. Yep. Uh, Master Gaming says, I thought Magic Mike's last dance at Titanic would have done better this weekend because women are attracted to Channing Tatum and Leonardo DiCaprio. But again, remember, it is Super Bowl weekend. And so even though for me, I would only think that would, for me personally, I would say, okay, why would that affect any other day? Think about all the buildup, people traveling, uh, people who are planning parties, people who are doing, again, all kinds of things where movies are lasting on their mind. Uh, so it makes sense to me to, to that extent. Father Lucas says, by the way, next week, I'll begin to learn how to celebrate the uh, Damasian Gregorian rite. Oh, okay. Now, Father Luca, please tell me, how, how is that similar or different to the Usus Antiquior? And, uh, yeah, would love to learn no, know about, know more. or is that just another name for the Usus Antiquior? There's so many names for it. Someone just said, waiting for Vatican III. Uh, I would say the current synod on synodality, which you could argue is a, a meeting on meetings, um, is likely, based on everything that we're seeing and everything that is is being talked about, is essentially going to be a forever Vatican III council. Um, yeah, let's just say, I think, I think the Catholic Church is about to go through a very, very, very long and difficult time. Um based off of the things that we are hearing from some of these uh, synod groups. Anyway, Laura says, they are worried about religions that kill or promote violence against LGB, uh, LGB, I see what you did there. I see what you did there, Laura, LGB people. I think they have the wrong religion, but some religions somehow get a pass. Yeah, it's interesting how the religion that might say things, but ultimately will say, we love you because you are a human person versus the other that I know you're talking about, which will actually throw people with any, not even just people who are actively homosexual, but who simply just have the tendency will actually throw them off roots. Can we just not talk about that? That there is an actual religion that does actual violence and calls for actual violence against LGBTQAI plus people. Yeah. Very good point, Laura. Very, very good point. It's, it's almost as if, right, it's almost as if there's some kind of conspiracy. It's almost as if there's some, some kind of conspiracy. Uh, Tad's girl, what's going on? Welcome. Uh, JKD Buck says, the Romans were the human instruments. Our sins put him on that cross and he went willingly. It was determined in eternity past within the Trinity and nobody can blame Jews and Romans for it. Again, we're talking about blame. We're talking about the actual, again, really it's about the, the proximate and the remote uh, matter, I guess you could say, the proximate and the remote uh, responsibility of the action itself. Because, yeah, absolutely, right? We understand, you know, salvation history, that all of this is a part of God's plan, a part of divine providence. But also at the same time, 
they were still humans. They still did these actions, and that does not take away the sin of committing these actions. So, not to mention there's several uh, passages in Scripture that definitely speak to this much more. Uh, Father then says, following the famous German liturgist Klaus Gamber, nice, I would agree that the uh, Vitus Ordo and the Novus Ordo are two different rites. Yeah. And really, honestly, it's not going to be until we get a Pope that is able to... Really, we need a Benedict Seventeenth in a certain respect. Really, we just need another... We need another theologian who can actually understand these concepts and these nuances to be able to put them in their actual proper place, you know? I think that uh, Pope Ben XVI, God rest him, did a lot to a lot of good, but there was obviously a lot of things that I don't think he really saw. Let's see. Father then says, unfortunately, Tempest Est, I'm probably heading out. Have a great rest of your stream. Well, hey, thank you very much, Father Luca and Deus Vault. Yes. Hey, that's dangerous language in certain places. Jacob Buck says, totalitarian regimes cannot abide those whose ultimate allegiance isn't to the totalitarian regime. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Miss Martin Muses, thank you very much for being here. Miss Martin Muses, she is a part of the Chosen of, of Valhalla. Uh, unfortunately, she's, ne she's, ne she's never really to join us, but I always appreciate her being here. Yeah, again, they tried using Church Militant, which again has been around since, <laughs> since before I was born, uh, as being like, oh my gosh, they call themselves a militant group. It's like, yes. Yes, we do. And that's all Catholics. And <laughs> I would probably say many other Christian denominations would probably also say, yeah, you know what? I would say church militant makes sense because we're literally on earth fighting, fighting the battle. Latin mass is indeed the coolest. Definitely love it. Love it, love it, love it. Yes, the dangerous Gregorian chant. <laughs> Justin Richard says, there are more There are more blood thirsty crusader memes than Deus Vault. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, intermittent fasting depends on the motivation. If it's vanity or even health-wise, it's not redemptive. Yeah, th I think that's an excellent way of, of putting it, for sure. Uh, let's see, Thrawn05, trying to say, I think we need another St. Pius X to clean house. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we are covering in, in religion, you know, I, I mentioned this it should be very clear at this point. I'm a you know, I'm teacher. I teach, teach theology. Uh, the school I'm at, we call it religion. But I teach theology, I received and studied, got a master's degree in theological studies, um, master of arts in theological studies. And one of the things that we're doing this semester is we're going through Catholic social teaching. And one of the things that I have my kids do is I have them actually read these primary documents. And obviously they struggle with it because education has changed so much to where language that, you know, you would go back 20, 30 years, uh, a lot of this stuff would have been a lot more understandable um, they, they struggle with, but it's so important for them to do this. Um, because one of the documents actually that I, that I have included in the set of documents that they're broken up into groups, um, is Pashendi, Dominici Gregis. And Pashendi is such an important document because it deals specifically with modernism. And when you're reading it, you're like, oh my goodness, this stuff is happening today, right now. Um, and it has been happening for such a long time. Anyway. Kinkane Rumsky over on uh, Rumble says, do you believe the Wokesters have been trying to overtake the Catholic religion since the 1960s, uh, much like they have been doing to America? Well, it depends on who you're talking to, really. I, I mean, there is a book out there called Infiltration about Masonic influence dating back into the, what, 1700s? Um, 
so essentially there is a there is a document um, by a Masonic group that basically laid out a plan of trying to get a uh, basically someone who was a Freemason into and onto the papal throne, like even all the way back in the 1700s. And there was this recognition that you cannot kill the church from the outside, right? If you kill members of the church, you create martyrs and it grows. I mean, this is what you saw in the very early church. But if you go and if you infiltrate it from the inside and corrupt the teachings and corrupt the people, then you can create something to that effect. And so, um, yeah, I, I would say this, the problems that, that exist far go far beyond the, the 1960s. You know, and, and obviously I know a lot of people like to bring up the abuse scandal, but people need to remember that the abuse scandal didn't come from the 1960s. It was from priests who were let into seminary back from, what, the 1930s and 40s, when a lot of things were laxed as far as what was required of someone to enter into seminary. So when you lower your requirements, when you lower your standards, guess what? It means people who are messed up, disturbed individuals who abuse kids get in. So again, people oftentimes want to overlook that. They also want to overlook the fact that we have a just as big, if not bigger problem within public schools um, and almost any organization where kids are involved. It's sad. It's sick and disgusting no matter where it happens. But yeah, who gets singled out? Who are the only ones that ever get the comments made about them? Oh, wait, that's right. It's the church. It's the Catholics. You know, someone says, oh, I'm a Catholic priest. And all of a sudden you have people under their breath saying pervert. If someone says I'm a public school teacher, you won't hear that. Even though the, the rate is the same, if not worse. Anyway, I know that's, that's a whole other, that's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> oh man. All right. Back into the chat. I'm going to read to the chat a little bit more, and then uh, we're going to go into the box office talk a little bit, since I know some people may not have an interest, but it is open forum as a part of the discussion tonight, and obviously, uh, this is a big, uh, big, very important to me. Very important to me, obviously. Let's see. Ms. Marmusa says, Maronite, Maronite, Byzantine, Anglican are, are the ones I like to go to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been to the Anglican. So it's actually, I think it's Orlando. The, there is no Latin mass in Orlando or no, no. Is it Orlando? Or is it Pensacola? No, it's Pensacola. I think, um, because I have family down there and there is no Latin mass there. The only Latin mass that exists is a set of a contest parish. And obviously that that's a bridge too far for me. Um, but there is an English, uh, Anglican ordinariate and it's, it essentially is the Latin mass, but mostly in English. There's a couple of other, there's a couple of prayers that are different. But it's amazing. It's like, oh, this is probably what should have happened, right? If you actually read the documents of Vatican II versus how Vatican II was implemented, one is not like the other. So, yeah, this is one I want to learn a lot about. There's a Dominican rite. I don't know a lot about it either, um, but I remember when I first heard about it, I was like, I, I do like the Dominicans, and I do like Dominican. Obviously, I, I, I love the the work of Thomas Aquinas, and so I would love to to... I would love to experience that. Uh, let's see. Padre Cosinero, what's going on? Says, grateful for the precision and the way that you explain Catholic theology. You're a blessing. Oh, thank you very much, Padre. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect at all. Again, I can only do so much in X amount of time and, you know, but thank you. Jackie Buck. Nobody needs a high capacity rosary. Oh, well, 
I would disagree with that completely because you have the typical rosary, right? You have the typical rosary where it's, again, the standard, uh, you know, you have the decades, right? You have the, the five decades of the rosary. So, you know, you go through the five mysteries of either the glorious, the sorrowful, or the uh, the joyful, sorrowful, or glorious mysteries of the life of Christ. Some people will also pray the luminous mysteries. However, in how the rosary was originally given, it was just the three, and actually it makes a lot more sense because the 150 Psalms, 150 Hail Marys. So this is actually one of the nicknames given to it is the Marian Psalter. Makes a lot of sense, right? 150 Psalms, 150 Hail Marys. Um, but actually, it's funny. I'm glad that you mentioned high capacity. So if you will just wait one second, we'll, we'll do an empty chair stream for just a moment because um, I, I, got, I got a high capacity rosary for you. So give me one second. All right. Wasn't gone too long. So anyway, so yeah, I like the joke about the high capacity. Nobody needs a high capacity rosary. All right. So here is a, <laughs> so this is a, uh, all knotted rosary and this has all 15 decades. So you take one of these bad boys and you can pray all 15 decades of the rosary. So you can pray again, uh, the joyful, sorrowful and glorious mysteries of the rosary. So yeah, this one took me a while. The knotted rosaries take a while. I've I've gotten to the point now where I can do a regular a regular uh, five decade rosary in about 30, 35 minutes. Uh, this one this one took many episodes. I think this was still when I was watching Deep Space Nine. So this one took a few a couple episodes of Deep Space Nine. But yeah, this would be what we would call a a high capacity uh, a rosary. Because obviously it's 15. Now, obviously that is uh, one of the, again, beaded, sorry, one of the knotted rosaries. But then I also made one that is a beaded rosary. So same thing, all 15. And this thing, actually, I would say it's not only a spiritual weapon. This thing, <laughs> this thing could theoretically be used as, a, uh, as an actual material weapon as well. So yeah, this is a full 15 decades also. So... Yes. High capacity. You want to say, JKD Buck, you want to talk about high capacity rosaries? I got you high capacity rosaries right here. <laughs> now, I don't make the high capacity rosaries. I do make the standard uh, five decade rosaries, both knotted and also beaded as well. And again, I do give those away. So check out the top link uh, to contact me. And yeah, I give those away. Uh, let's see, Reaper, what's going on? Welcome. I just thought it was funny with the high capacity. I got your high capacity rosary right here. Nico Blue Serb, what's going on? Thank you very much for becoming a member of the Army of Asgard uh, level. I appreciate it, man. All right, let us see. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Wait, Father's heading out, it looks like. Good evening, Father. Rugged rosaries must really trigger them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, 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 the beta rosaries I make are very much... Um, of a rugged rosary design because it uses the paracord, but yeah, some of those rugged rosaries are, are impressive. Uh, yeah, shout out to I think is it Evan who sent me this. Um, you know, this, this is a rugged rosary. It's it's a it's a chaplet, so it's only a single decade. 
Uh, but he was like, Hey, I thought that you might need or like to have this on, you know, hanging on your microphone. I was like, absolutely. So this is a, a St. Michael's chaplet from rugged rosary. So it uses paracord as well. And yeah, just of the red shirt says Philly will also burn if they win. Exactly. That's why, as I said, they should just be given a timeout for a year for <laughs> forever. Sci-fi uh, universal release of street fighter steel book. Maybe Capcom helped design it. Ah, okay. Yeah. I was hoping, uh, I was only hoping that it, it might, might be um, Lionsgate simply because Lionsgate does the best steel books because they put a, a slip cover on it. Matthew and seven. What's up, my fellow extremist? Deus Vault. Absolutely. Also, what's that $2 billion earning movie that no one cares to talk about? Yeah. Avatar Way of Water. But hey, they have uh they they have their fans. They have their fans. Justin the Redshirt says, these days I can't tell whether I'm a realist or a cynic. Yeah, I have the same problem. You know, I call myself the critic who is a cynic, and I can definitely be cynical about various things, but I also think that sometimes it falls very clearly into um into being just a realist. Super says, I'm good, thanks. Spent the last couple of days watching old Japanese films. Ooh, yes. Uh, Satoshi Kon and Ghost in the Shell. Been real fun. Awesome stuff. Have not seen... I Sorry, I have seen Ghost in the Shell. I wasn't as big a fan of Ghost in the Shell. Just wasn't my cup of tea. Wasn't, wasn't really my genre. Um, but Satoshi Kon, that sounds interesting. I, I'm a big fan of, the, of, of Kurosawa's work, of course. And I, I still need to finish the Zatsuichi uh, franchise. Gregorian chant tutorial on me. Yeah, Miss Martin Muses. Uh, I've been seeing the videos that you've been uh, doing recently, the streams you've been doing recently. So, hail Miss Martin Muses. Absolutely. Orange Hour Views. So glad that the trolls are taking a day off, and thank you for chat for the chat behaving. Yeah, that's why, again, I love my Asgardian community. Uh, we are small, but we are mighty, and uh, we, are, we are a polite bunch, too. So, again, thanks y'all for being here. Smash that like button, please. Let's see, over on Rumble, Kincaid Rumshki says, if Thor eats a pineapple pizza, way in the future, but does not have time to ask forgiveness to go to confession before he passes, can Jesus still save him? Uh, that is a question that not even I can answer, Kincaid Rumshki. <laughs> uh, Thrawn05 says, I made a 15-decade chain rosary once. It weighed a ton, and it could knock someone out. Yeah, I mean, because these, um, this one right here, right, these are, these are plastic beads, but where I buy my supplies from, they do have metal ones. They do have uh, metallic bead selections. Um, yeah, Lord knows that that with that would probably weigh about as much. But even this one with the plastic, you're like, okay, no, this is like this is sturdy. This is again, when we're talking about weapons, this is this is a spiritual weapon, absolutely, <laughs> and possibly a real one. Anyway. <laughs> uh let's see abomination thank you for hanging out over on honesty again anyone on any of the platforms if you have a comment or question put at over the very beginning of your comment unless you are a member on youtube it's one of the perks of being a member um let's see matt 317 says the otters at my local aquarium chose the phillies over the other sports ball team water sausages that they be uh, as we all know those are always very very uh reliable See, John Evan Bear says, did you get to my chat yet, John Evan Bear? I think you then said, never mind, after. Again, if you hang around, you'll know if I've gotten to your chat. When you go away, I can't help you. Uh, Just the Red Shirt says, July means I have time to set up the Switch and maybe learn to use the controller. Gary's the only person that makes me look at uh, good at video games. Hey, that's, hey you know what, Just the Red Shirt? That's a fair point. That is a fair, fair point. 
Uh, Carl, yeah, thanks for subscribing, man. Yeah, I think uh, you were the one of the persons that reached out to me for Friday Night Tights. So yeah, um, I'll try to be. I'll try to start working on those this week. We have an extended weekend. Uh, obviously, next weekend's President's Day weekend, and we get that Friday and Monday off. So I'm definitely gonna be um, definitely gonna be uh, trying to get things done before then, but. Again, things can get kind of crazy by the house. Usually, I try to get all the things sent out at once. See, Bruce says, by the end of the week, I'll be sending a big stack of movies along with channel donation to help with shipping for giveaways. Oh, well, thank you very much, Bruce. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. You're always very generous with those. I really do appreciate it. I'm getting Godfather Part 1. Yes, you are, Matt. Yes, you are. And Orange Eye Reviews is getting Part 2. They almost had a fight over it. <laughs> oh, man, man. Let's see. Chen Lee, what's going on? Snack packs are legit. Yes. Kimberly Chase says, second time you've excommunicadoed me, I'll die on my pineapple on Pizza Hill. There can never be too many excommunicados. Uh, dessert pizza. Ooh, actually, yeah. I like some dessert pizza. Um, CC's Pizza. Yes, I know. It's, it's cheap. I understand. But it's a pizza buffet that already has my heart because it's a pizza buffet. You add on top of that that they also have some of those dessert pizzas. Oh, so good. So good. Amazing baking soda. Uh, hi, have you ever tried durian pizza? If not, you're really missing out. What is durian pizza? That's actually one of the things. So one of the things that I'm trying during Lent is I'm trying to do a more traditional Lent. So I'm going to try and do full, fully meatless for the entire of Lent. But obviously, that's a very... I don't have a good diet in the first place. So... Um, one of the things I'm going to try to do is I know there are some pizzas that exist that are made with, um, with, with just healthier, healthier materials, um, that still end up tasting good. Taste obviously is still important, but, uh, but yeah, is that something that you're talking about? I don't know. Cacao cookies. Mania says, aren't we supposed to have faith as a child? <laughs> Cacao. You've cut me to the quick, Cacao and Cookies minion. If you've missed the 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 con <laughs> the context, I tried to I tried to get a got when people were saying you know defending pineapple on pizza, and I was like, and they were mentioning the fact that Baby Thor had eaten pineapple on pizza and seemed to enjoy it. And I said, yeah, he's a toddler, so that says a lot about you. But Cacao, you you've you've gotten right back to me. Turn around is fair play, good sir. And he says, but aren't we supposed to have the faith of a child? Absolutely, that is what Christ says. Does a red shirt. Amazing baking soda. There's a reason that carrying durian fruit in public transportation in public buildings isn't allowed. Oh, I I'm, I don't know. Uh, Great Wuda says it is true what your friends are saying about Philadelphia sports fans. Yeah. Uh, again, especially when some of them are the ones who live in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's just kind of crazy. I think I actually actually when I say my friends, I think it was my mom who came to visit two weeks ago. Who was talking about that and was mentioning what what she, what she had been told by our family that's in Philly? Oh man, let's see. Kimberly G says KC should be free barbecue. <laughs> no Vatican three. We, we're getting a de facto one if you think about it. Jacob Buck says I wonder who the referees will help win tomorrow night. I won't be watching. Oh oh, stop it with the whole referee thing. I mean, I, again, I understand that there's probably some you know, arguments out there that might even make sense. But whenever I hear stuff like that, I'm always like, yeah, here's the thing. When you try to break down an entire game into one play, I just think you're kind of missing the forest for the trees, right? Because ultimately it's like, okay, 
What about the missed calls that you don't see throughout the entirety of the game, you know? And and I'm always the person where as long as missed calls are happening on both sides, then ultimately I think it's hard to uh, complain. Master Gamer says, Valentine's Day weekend might help Magic Mike's last dance in Titanic. Also is Andy Garcia's movie, What About Love? Coming to theaters on Valentine's Day, box office mojo said so. Could be, but then also, too, I believe it is next weekend that we are also... Um, so that one actually might get an early release to get on to get out in theaters on Valentine's Day. But remember, also, we're getting Ant-Man uh, Quantumania next weekend. So that's going to win out next weekend. But yeah, definitely will definitely will uh, be helped by it for sure. Mr. Marmusa says, hmm, who is afraid of the mass and the rosary? I just can't imagine who that could be. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. All right, we got a couple super chats here. So first off, sour cream. Sour cream. What's going on? Says, just rewatched Disney's adaptation of John Carter. Why is it so bad? We deserve better. Also, to the rest of my East Catholic brothers, tomorrow is Sunday, prodigal son. It's never too late to return to Christ. Amen, brother. A amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that maybe you meant the Eastern Orthodox. Yeah, for Eastern Orthodox, for sure. Never too late to return. Never too late. Again, there's a lot of beauty in the Eastern Catholic. Uh, that's like the one rite I've not gone to. Um, in a, like, I think I've gone once in my life to one, and it was beautiful. I mean, again, the iconography and um, just the way the liturgy is is done is very different. It's very, very different. Um, and that's definitely something that I want to be able to, you know. I actually disagree, though, with your general premise about John Carter. I actually like John Carter. I have not read the book, so I cannot speak to whether or not it's faithful to the source material. But what I can say is that I think I went in with such low expectations that I ended up being very pleasantly surprised. I actually like it. White Bear 2, what's going on? Says, check out people eating durian fruit vids. You'll understand why it's illegal in some places. Appreciate the show. Oh, boy. Is it something inappropriate? That's what I have to imagine. Oh, man. Abomination over on Honesty says, interesting how people would be afraid of rosaries when everyone already has potential for a lot of harm with just bare fist. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing the amount of hypocrisy that exists out there. Kincaid Rumsky says, I predict Kansas City will get all the calls, non-calls in the fourth quarter. <laughs> uh, I think that, um, yeah, I, I think that there's going to be missed calls throughout because that's just the nature of any game. I mean, unless, unless they want to hire on like 20 officials to never miss a single call, is what it is. Let's see. Jeremiah Fair says, I cannot wait for the Little Mermaid in Flash trailer tomorrow. Oh, boy. Uh, Kimberly G, I hope there are funny commercials and good movie trailers tomorrow. I, yeah. I remember that used to be the one thing I actually would look forward to. But over time, I just feel like they, they, they just got too big. They got too big for it. Or I guess um, their heads got too big, right? Their, their egos got too inflated. And so you ended up with these just such over-the-top commercials, and then they just start putting them online. So now, at least last few years, it seemed like you could watch them all either almost immediately after the game or even before the game. They, they were all available for you to watch. But yeah, I remember like that used to be something that we used to do as a family, right? My family, we would watch Super Bowl every single year because it was funny. Like you had football in the background. Sometimes there'd be a team that you would like. Sometimes there'd be a team you didn't care about. I am always been a. I always like the underdog. 
anytime there's an underdog in in a game, I always support the underdog typically. It's just part of my nature. Um, but yeah, just coming together, having some food. Uh, we'd have cheese and crackers, you know, all kinds of stuff. Tina B, Empress of the... Uh, sorry, what's going on, Tina B, Empress of the Universe? Can't stay on, people. Got phone calls coming in. My best to everyone. Stay strong. Oh, and uh, beep, beep, boop, I think is what it's supposed to say. Tina B, thank you for stopping by. I hope you are, again, continuing to heal up every single day. Abomination says, Durian is highly offensive and grotesque to your um, olfactories. Okay. So a, oh, okay. So... So it's like a smell thing is what I'm, is what I'm gathering. Uh, Jeremy Ferris says, I haven't been able to make it to your last few streams. Glad to be back. Keep forgetting to get a membership, but trust me, eventually, thanks for uh, doing what you do. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're getting close to the end. Uh, Rob D says, I'm trying to think of what the message will be with the Super Bowl commercials this year. Last year was definitely buy an electric car. I think that that is going to continue. I think there's going to be a lot of focus on the electric cars. This and here's the thing: I don't mind the development. I do not mind at all the development of of these technologies to non-gasoline uh, alternatives. But I just think that ultimately it was the federal government, right, through subsidies, trying to pick winners and losers, and ultimately failing. You know, insanely. I remember the whole Solyndra scandal. You know, the waste, complete waste of taxpayer dollars. Um, but. I am just so upset that they did not pick, and I know it's expensive to build the infrastructure for it, but why they did not uh, instead try to push fuel cell technology. Oh my goodness. Hydrogen fuel cell technology is so freaking cool. And unfortunately, the only hydrogen stations that exist are in California. <laughs> I mean, because that's like, if, if I was going to buy any car, that's the kind of car I would I would get because it's just such a cool concept. Uh, Leo thirteenth, yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, oh 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 yes, yeah, sorry sorry sorry, you're right. Uh, no, Pashendi. Wait, was that a was that just a Leo thirteenth? Sorry, context. Uh, Dan Crane says, Hail Odin, finally made it. Just got in from officiating wrestling tournament. It's great to be here. Hey, hope it went well. Hope everyone was was safe. Kimberly G says, there's a meme on Twitter with the Flash having a prison ankle bracelet on the movie poster. Uh, may not be a meme. Jeremy Fair says, of Marvel Stan, I have not bought my tickets for Ant-Man as I want to know if, if it's good. Since Doctor Strange, I will wait for reviews unless I know it's not woke. I would just say, might as well just skip it. Because why invest any more time and energy into the MCU at this point? Robbie says, high capacity rosary seems like an equivalent of having 256 gigs of RAM on your computer. Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty much. Turbo Prey Rosary says Gary Pancho. <laughs> Jake Buck says, no one's coming for your rosaries. We just need common sense rosary control. Yes, we just need common sense rosary reform. You cannot have a rosary like this. Could you imagine, right? You have the limits on, you know, caliber or no, no, of, of capacity, right? It's like, imagine it's like, you cannot have a 15 decade rosary. You cannot have it. You cannot have the high capacity rosary. <laughs> imagine for those that, that actually do consistently pray the luminous mysteries, you would have an additional five uh, to have the 20 mysteries there. It's crazy. Uh, Orange Hat says, last time I saw a 15-decade rosary was my grandmother's rosary. It was beautiful pearl uh, white uh, flower petals as the beat. Oh, that's beautiful. That's gorgeous. 
Yeah, uh, I, I see them more commonly because we have religious sisters at our school. And so they have, of course, the very long, full rosaries on, on their hips. Um, and fun fact about that, the reason why they have it on their hip is because uh, soldiers used to have, uh, you know, Catholic soldiers used to have a sword on one hip and then a rosary on the other to remind themselves, right, of the uh, spiritual weapon they had on one side and then the actual physical, tangible, temporal weapon on the other. And so one of the reasons why uh, religious wear rosaries on their hips is, uh, again, just like a sword. It's to remind them. It's a spiritual weapon. Matthew at seven, it says, love goes in the shell. Pretty much anything from Mamoru Oshii. Nick, uh, Nicolo, uh, Nicolo Blue, sir, what's going on? It says, oh, did you watch Grave of the Fireflies? I've not yet. I've just never found myself in the situation to watch it because I, I just I know it's going to be sad because I've just been told about it for so long. Master of Gaming, how do I recommend Place, uh, Plane starring Gerard Butler? I heard it's a fun movie with no identity politics. Fortunately, it is just, it's not going to make money based on the numbers that we're getting. Uh, Mr. Marmuza says, I got a 15 decade one at Lords. Nice. Jeremiah Fair says, pineapple forever. Oh, really? Is that how you feel? Is that how you feel? You leave me no choice but to declare you excommunicado. You left me no choice. Soul Assassin, did you hear they're planning on releasing a Kurosawa collection soon? As all of his films from what I've seen. If that is true, Lord help my wallet. Uh, Laura says, being timed out for Firefly hate speech greater than excommunicado. <laughs> Matthew went seven. What? Nah, I just forget to put part one because I thought it was self-explanatory. Uh, let's see. Soul Assassin, did you hear they were planning on releasing... Wait. Yeah. Ne you never never, rip never, double post. How dare you? Orange says, it's a trap. Durian smells like death. Only orangutans enjoy eating durian fruit. Ah, gotcha. Versailles says, durian pizza. Who would put that abomination fruit on pizza? Supposed to taste like sewage on or rotten flesh. I've seen the YouTube reaction videos. Oh yeah, no, thank you. So what you're saying is that it's the equivalent of Vegemite. Gotcha. So don't put durian on your pizza, just like don't put Vegemite on anything. Uh, Hardwick says, "What is your stance on anchovies?" Uh, Goes in the shell is a weird one. Script is it fantastic? I love the aesthetic and the concept. And Satoshi Kon has a, was a fantastic director. Highly recommend all of his movies. As I said, it's just not my cup of tea. I appreciate the art for what it is. It's just not my thing. Rob D. Breaking news. Philadelphia residents buying up gasoline in five-gallon jugs in droves. Also matches. Durian is a fruit. I like it, but it's an acquired taste. I live in East Asia. Try Durian pizza. Ah, uh, that's not what I'm hearing from others. Sour Cream says, Byzantine Catholic. Amen, brother. A amen. Yeah, again, uh yeah, it's it's eastern, right? So it all basically it you are and that's what's so beautiful about about the the church and returning to the church in that way, right? Is that in the eastern traditions, right? If you as a community return, you essentially keep all of your traditions. You keep all of the things. Really the only difference that I'm aware of at the very least is it's just submission to to the pope. Uh, Darian smells like feet. Oh boy. Now we're getting somewhere. So <laughs> anyway, before ending, uh, the stream, I did want to talk just, uh, uh, briefly about, um, about the box office, because I do think it is a, a little intriguing here. Uh, again, this will be a quick thing and then we'll get to the last comments. So as I had mentioned, uh, again, box office is just dead. As you can see, they're not even releasing the numbers for what is, you know, for what 
Magic Mike is making. At least I checked Box Office Mojo. It wasn't there. It's not listed here either. I imagine they're delaying it because of low numbers and because of the whole Super Bowl weekend stuff. But what's interesting is that based on these numbers and based on what we are expecting the Magic Mike film to make, it's looking like Magic Mike's going to take the number one spot. Titanic, after 25 years, is going to take the number two spot. And then you're looking at likely 80 for Brady. Now, again, a lot can happen on Saturday, so it's not a guarantee. But 80 for Brady could end up pulling out the number the number three spot with Avatar coming in at number four. Um, that being said, too, Knock at the Cabin isn't that far behind Friday to Friday. So again, Saturday is very different. Um, and obviously a 69% drop Friday to Friday there. Uh, definitely a large for its second weekend. 60% drop for 80 for Brady. Um, but again, Friday numbers, I've said this consistently before, Friday number drops are never the end-all, be-all because you can make a lot up on Saturday. Sundays are usually a lower day anyway because people typically are at you know church and mass and other things. Um, but it's just interesting to say, uh, you know, it's interesting to see where this top three is going to end up because no matter what the top three is, it is going to be a very, very low box office uh, weekend. So yeah, that box office breakdown that I'll be doing on Sunday uh, will be very interesting to say the least. Hammond Burger says, Darian is a fruit. Taste and smells awful. Seems like a lot of people uh, reiterating the same thing. John Carter is good, but not nearly as good as the first few books. Yeah, again, I've not read the book, so I cannot speak to that. Yeah. All right. It looks like people, I'm not going to read the things that are people repeating stuff. Matt, Matthew says, I don't even care about Super Bowl. I'm going to a party at a friend's house. It just happens to be on. Exactly. Right. I feel like that is kind of the way to do it. I, I know my wife asked me tonight. She's like, you know what time the game's on? I'm like, I think it's in the evening time. And she's like, I hate sports. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I love you. Uh, Coliseum Builders, uh, the problem is creating the hydrogen. Uh, that's the thing, though. They've. It's actually not. The, the problem is not creating the hydrogen. The problem is storing the hydrogen um, and the transfer of hydrogen from the pump to the car. Because when you, uh, when you transfer the hydrogen to the car, it actually... Um, because of the makeup of hydrogen creates a lot of heat, which means that the actual pumps themselves need to be um, doused with this just incredibly cold. Um, I think they might even have to use like some type of like, not necessarily liquid nitrogen, but they use it so that it, it's like, essentially it's freezing. Like when you take it off, your the whole handle is, is, is just freezing cold because it's the only way that they can, they can do it uh, uh, safely. Uh, the actual collection and the actual getting of hydrogen, though, is not as difficult as one might think because they've already thought this through. Uh, the companies that have, uh, they've actually created uh, farms where you have a lot of cattle. And guess what? Cattle create methane. And then all you need is just to separate the methane out. And then that's how you can actually take in the hydrogen. I'm not saying it's easy, right? But I'm saying I think the, the more difficult part is the infrastructure, specifically the infrastructure of building the hydrogen stations to be able to hold the hydrogen safely and then also the transfer of hydrogen to the car. Uh, but again, that whole technology is so appealing to me because one of the biggest problems with electric uh, cars is the fact that, uh, for one, it requires fossil fuels. So the whole concept of it being green is just such a misconception and such a lie. But then also too, eventually when these cars break down, the batteries, where do you, where do you put them? There, there, there is no, at this point in time, there is no good way of disposing of them in a way that is not nearly, that that is not going to make up for the fact that, you know, you're trying to be green and trying to save the environment. It's like, yeah, guess what? That battery is going to end up. It's going to end up doing 
you know, even more damage, right? In, in the way that you would view it. Whereas with the hydrogen cars, to my knowledge, because it's running on hydrogen and it's a fuel cell technology, um, you know, anything that you would have to get rid of over time would not be nearly as much of a waste. Uh, it's just, it really is amazing though, to see what they're doing. Howard says, do you think that Johnny Depp and Eva Green would have been a good Gomez and Morticia Adams? Uh, yes and no. Uh, I think Johnny Depp in his heyday, um, maybe Eva Green, she's hit or miss, but uh, she could probably pull it off. Matthew one seven says, <laughs> Beto, hell yes, we're coming for your rosaries. Super says, yeah, they are cool. Would that be sustainable? I thought we were running out of hydrogen since we use it in manufacture consumer electronics. Uh, again, maybe. Um, but as I said, they, the, the people who are making these cars have figured out a way. It's just, again, the reason why it might be seen as not sustainable or the reason why it might be seen as, as, as running low is because it's not getting any type of funding. Right? Keep in mind, a lot of these industries like electric cars and stuff are getting a lot of subsidies, are getting a lot of help from the government, um, whereas hydrogen technology is, is not nearly getting the, the same level of support. Abomination over on us, he says, batteries are also so expensive compared to the rest of the car that people will just dump the whole car, get a new one when the battery goes, much like getting a new printer when the ink runs out. Yeah, that's actually a very, very good point. Thrawn says, common sense rosary control would limit bead size to five millimeters instead of eight millimeters, which is only used for war against evil. And course, evil doesn't exist anymore. Thrawn 05, you've been speaking my language all night, dude. So... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. Common sense rosary control. We must limit the bead size. We must limit how many mysteries you can you could celebrate. Oh, goodness gracious. Could be crazy. Yeah, very sad is Grave of the Fireflies. Uh, I agree Ant-Man will probably be streaming in 30 to 45 days. Doesn't look that good. It looks generic. Early. So the early reviews that I have heard have been it's very boring. Now, I think my homework is going to be this week for Night Tights that I'm going to have to watch it. So I will get back to y'all when I do have that information because I would always like to say, I always want to save people money when I can. Uh, see, the government will, according to Justin Red Shirt, the government will not push fuel cells for the same reason they won't push nuclear. They, uh, those would work exactly. That's ultimately what it comes down to. If they had the same level of support legislatively, talking about hydrogen uh, cars here, if they had the same level of support then you would, it's the same reason too why you look at cars made 30, 40 years ago and they run so much better than cars made today because it used to be that you would make something to last. Now, because we live in such a consumerist um, world and in an upgrade society, instead you only make something that's only going to last for you know a few years or X amount of time with the mindset of, oh, it's okay if these parts and these new pieces that we add are more complicated and have a higher chance of breaking down over time because the chances of them changing it out in the long run will be ultimately, you know, fine. But yeah, absolutely. It's the same reason why they won't push nuclear. Like, they'll claim, oh, the danger, danger. And it's like, no. Come on. On my end, it double-posted Soul Assassin. So that's why I said it twice. More like Tragic Mike. Hardwick, do you think it's true that Indiana Jones' Dial of Destiny costs $30 million to make? I don't know. I haven't looked at any of those numbers yet because I tend to not to look at those numbers until we're closer uh, when we have had a, a bit more reporting on it. Uh, usually when you have an outlier like that, it's not always reliable, but 
See, what do you think of the Fast 10 trailer? It seems like everyone in Hollywood made the movie, excluding The Rock, says Jeremy Fair. I, again, I don't care about the Fast 10. I don't care about the Fast Furious franchise anymore. It, it ends at six for me. Seven and on are awful. Awful, awful, awful. Um, Super says, that makes sense. I'm not surprised. Government, gonna, government. Uh, also don't forget about child labor and wasting the resources that come with batteries too. Yeah, this is actually something I brought up with, with my students because we were talking about uh, concepts that were brought up within Catholic social teaching. And one of the encyclicals that we talked about dealt with the fact that, you know, we are called to, as, as a developed nation, to try to, the very best of our ability, help those developing nations without expecting, um, you know, without, without expecting something unfair in return. And I said, you know, think about it today, right? W- what is the thing typically needed most for these batteries? Lithium. Um, okay. How is lithium mined? Most of the lithium that we get is gotten from workers who are high risk because it's a dangerous job. Like the actual process of mining it is dangerous. They're not protected by their government whatsoever. They're used just as pawns in a machine. They're not given a fair wage. I mean, and yet we're, we're taking advantage often of this stuff, right? Very similar to the, the blood diamond, uh, understanding. Right. And so ultimately, uh, we, we, yeah, we need to have a fuller conversation about these things, right? We, we can't just freak out. Uh, JKD Buck says, a five-day waiting period on Rosary's federal background check, and don't get me started on the Rosary show loophole. <laughs> the Rosary show loophole. <laughs> did you watch the video about Simon Missy? I did not. I just don't have the time. Uh, Gary Banjo Sandwich says, a font of knowledge. Thanks for enlightenment. Hey, Gary Banjo Sandwich, no problem at all. Again, I am definitely not an expert on everything, um, or really on anything, I would say, uh, but... It's just, it's fun to be a fan of so many different things because it allows me the ability to be able to, you know, dip my toes in different things and, and to learn like one of the most beautiful things of, about humanity is that we have the capacity to know, to learn and to grow and develop. And so that's one of the reasons why I still love doing this, right? I said, I, I, the day I, I'm not having fun with this is the day I stop because I, I do this for fun. I don't do this as a career. I have a full-time job. I love my full-time job. And you know, anything I make from this, I, I put back into the channel every now and then, you know, I'll, I'll help out with purchases that we'll make, you know, for, for the house, for instance, the, the whole PS five thing. But obviously I, I obviously will likely, you know, use the PS five. It's in some way on the channel with some stream, especially over the summer. Right. Cause I have a lot more time over the summer and can, you know, maybe do some gaming streams then. Um, but again, it allows me to buy all these extra 4Ks and steelbooks to, you know, to be able to give away to people and um, to ship out rosaries and to make the rosaries and to do all these other things that that I've been able to do. Um, and, and so that's why I'm so always incredibly grateful for everyone who watches the show just by watching the show alone, by liking the video, by uh, sharing it, um, just by communicating with me, you know, it, it, it helps out. It really does. And it just means the world to me. Again, I'm just for in my head, I'm just a simple high school teacher. And yet people, you know, you know, 40, 50 people consistently come to these streams, have great conversations, and we we all just learn uh, so much. Uh, Wikipedia is saying 295 million. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, they just never learn. They just spend so much money, so much money on these things. I know a lot about paint, says Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, I had heard about that, um, that Jeremy Renner was uh, 
in high spirits. I'm glad to hear that again, despite what anyone's opinions might be about him as a person or as an actor. Cause again, people have, you know, thoughts about everybody. Um, I'm very happy to hear that he's, he's doing okay. Um, real fast. as you watch, been watching a lot of Jordan Peterson old lectures recently? How do you feel about his take on religious spirituality? I haven't watched a lot of Jordan Peterson, so I can't really speak to that uh, specifically, but, um, from what I've been told, he is a person that is almost there, but not quite. He's like right on the cusp of understanding truth and then and then just just barely misses it. Uh, Abomination, uh, as last comment I'll read, it says, people were spreading around a meme that says something like, look at this, it's what left after an oil field goes dry. It's so horrible. Find out more by searching blah, blah, blah. But the image was of a quarry for lithium or cobalt or something. And I'm not surprised by that at all, right? The, the same images and memes that are being posted with that it's, it's like the AOC mentality, right? It's like the AOC mentality where it's the, hey, let me show you this picture of me crying over something so horrible and so terrible. Oh, wait a minute. No, actually, I'm not crying over children in cages. I'm actually crying on a fence that's next to a parking lot. And I staged this entire thing. That, that, that's ultimately what is going on today, right? It's, it's the gaslighting, right? It's the gaslighting of... Uh, of of Americans of the world on a wide variety of issues. So whether it's on the box office or as the main topic of today, whether it's about, again, people being radical traditionalist Catholics, and that is officially listed as a hate group on the SBLC, which doesn't mean a whole lot these days, but still the fact that it's there, the fact that the FBI had a memo where they were looking into this. And I imagine they are still looking into this. The fact that we know that there's also people, you know, who are being kept tabs on, you know, Lord knows the Vatican's keeping tabs on, on a lot of people too. And, uh, ultimately that's why when it comes down to it, we, we need to offer it up to God. We need to, you know, recognize that we can only ever rely and, and trust in divine providence. You know, that's what faith is. Faith is, you know, putting all of those stresses that we have, and it's hard to do. I struggle with this myself is just taking those times where we're struggling, taking those times when we're not sure, taking those times when when we just uh, we we want to know the answers but we don't have them all, and say ultimately things are going to work out. However, however it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Nothing that we do is gonna is gonna ultimately change it. Now again, we can change things in the course of our life for sure. We have control over our life, but at the same time, you know that's why I always go back to the prayer for serenity. Right, Lord. Grant me the grace to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Because ultimately, that is what it all comes down to. And with that, I'll say amen. So thank you again, everyone, for watching us today. You guys have been fantastic. Seriously, I always love having these these streams having and having these conversations and and just having a lot of fun. Uh, seriously, I, I think that it's it's just it's always phenomenal to, to hear y'all uh, talk and to, to hear, um, so many amazing stories and people sharing personal information and, and offering up. So again, offering up prayers, uh, for those who, who, who told us things going on today. I know that, uh, someone had mentioned earlier about their father. So to again, pay, pray for the perpetual, uh, you know, pray for the repose of their soul, perpetual adoration may, uh, that perpetual light might shine upon them. Also something I didn't mention, uh, but something that's been on my mind, you know, you know, people, it's amazing how, so many things are getting attention, but so few are talking about this massive earthquake that hit Turkey and Syria where what over two, was it 20 to 200,000 people or something like that? Some crazy, crazy number of people died. Um, 
So, you know, God, God help those people. And may we, um, through our prayers, through our actions, right? Because faith without works is dead, as, as the letter of St. James tells us. Faith is important. We need faith. But if it ain't working, it's nothing. It might as well be dead. Anyway, you guys are phenomenal. Thank you all very much. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, it really does mean a lot for y'all being here. If you have not voted in the Wednesday Raven Awards yet, uh, it is still open. Uh, it'll be open up until uh, about March 10th or so. So still about a month or so left on the Wednesday Raven Awards. I'll go ahead and post the link to it if you've not voted yet on the best and the worst of 2022 in film and in pop culture. And there's a lot of fun categories, a lot of fun nominees this year. So Rumble fam, thank y'all very much for hanging out tonight. Rumble, y'all were awesome tonight. YouTube, amazing as always. And of course, to to my Aussie fam, Abomination, thank you for always holding down the fort over there and for always just being uh, phenomenal. So with all that being said, I do want to give a shout out to the the R. The R, right? Uh, I, typically, he's in my shout out videos. There was an issue with, with processing for the month, and so he, he is a member, but uh, it came in late, so I'm going to try and add him into the video, the shoutouts video, when I can, but I'm going to give him a shout-out now uh, until that actually happens. But anyway, with all that being said, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening, a blessed Feast of Our Lady of Lords. Uh, tomorrow is Sexagesima Sunday, uh, 60 days before the resurrection, and it's a great time to start preparing for Lent, thinking about, hey... What are some things that I can do, whether you're Catholic or not? What are some things that I probably should hold back on? What are some things that I should probably take out of my life, right? What are some things that I probably should start doing? Uh, a great time to, to start thinking about it, right? In this season of Septuagesima, but tomorrow, Sexagesima Sunday. And uh, anyway, thank you all again for being here. And I guess, yeah, ending with a, a radical traditionalist uh, feast in that in that regard. But you guys are amazing. Have a wonderful rest of your evening, everybody, and an amazing rest of your uh, weekend, a blessed Sunday tomorrow, and as always, God bless. And now for a huge special shout out to all of my Patreon locals and Subscribestar members who are at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above, starting off with Father Luca Illick, Garrett Searles, Chris from the 80s, who you can check out over on YouTube by the same name, Hymir Ayri Hymason, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Orange Hat Reviews, you can check out at his YouTube channel by the same name as well, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Rosetta Allen, who you can check out at her YouTube channel, Eagle Rider, and Miss Martin Muses, which goes by the same name on YouTube. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on Patreon. And also for my subscribe star peeps, we got Matt317. Check out his Twitch channel by the same name. Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Rod the Beer Guru, and ZK Man, who you can check out over at xthebounderies.co. And also, lastly, to my locals members, starting off with Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, How About a Hockey Player, J.H. Schwalbach, Brett D90, and the amazing lawyer, Robert Barnes. Thank you all very much for supporting me for the month of February. You guys are all fantastic. If you want your name shouted out, access to exclusive podcasts and exclusive giveaways, check out the top link in the video description below. Anyway, you guys are all great. Have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody. And as always, God bless.